Hello, welcome to Affable Chat Off Script. Uh, my name is Benjamin, and these are the episodes of Affable Chat where we don't have a script. We're just chatting uh, about, uh, you know, whatever we feel like. I've got my friend Evan White here. Evan, say hi. Hello. And Evan has been on Affable Chat a few times. I think I even talked to you before it was Affable Chat, back when it was Dustin Squad, and we were talking about football. Oh my god, so, I forgot it was even... <laughs> yeah, so Evan, you know, very, very close friend, familiar to the uh, podcast. And um, yeah, so here we go. Affable Chat off script. This is unedited, so we're just doing it. Um, so, dude, I was in Michigan uh, last month, and I was doing some work up there and i was at the dmv they call them secretary of state offices up there what and the what the, that's weird all right yeah and, and not every place calls them the dmv in fact some people are like what's the dmv here in mm -hmm. oklahoma they call them mlas motor licensing agents yeah mine's the mta the maryland transportation authority so there you go yeah they have like your unique things i guess you guys can't call them dmv because you live in the dmv <laughs> dude right? i don't even know what, i honestly don't even know what that means what doesn't it mean um dc maryland virginia area isn't that probably. like dmv probably yeah. i don't know i'm not from there that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> but um anyways i saw this lady there with this hat on, uh, on that i thought was interesting it was like bright pink she was obviously like you know middle-aged white woman and she had it said um it had like a big old l on one side and and stacked on top of each other was live laugh love and it was spelled all using that one big l and i it got me thinking i was like how can you still be wearing something like that in 2019 and not have received any sort of uh criticism for it yet like you know what i'm talking about that like mm -hmm. default um like home decor yeah yeah i know i know exactly what you're talking about I, I mean i feel like at some point that was that was a novel decoration that you saw at target and you're like you know what yeah, my mom definitely had that on a <laughs> like like in, in our kitchen uh, like on like the sticker thing that you put on the wall like uh almost like a fat like the fat head material you know what i mean <laughs> yes. but yeah but it was like on the wall in the kitchen Def yeah <laughs> and this was definitely like 2007 for sure <laughs> you know and it's like how about those that like whatever that brand is whatever that like aesthetic is because it was so popular i wonder if that was a singular i wonder if that was a singular brand or it was just like a motif you know i think it's more it has to be a motif i've seen so many different like versions of it i mean mm -hmm. maybe it is a brand live laugh love but they even got into the merch game and got this lady a hat which <laughs> because that's the thing that's the thing that blew my mind about this because i've seen so many internet memes making fun of that it's like the uh you know like middle-aged suburban mom starter pack that has like the, <laughs> Dude, it has, i love the starter packs memes yeah it's so great <laughs> like that live laugh love thing but it's and she's got it on her hat now which i thought was hilarious because uh the words like the like the big l was giant and bold it basically took up like the left side of the hat and on the right side of the hat was like if af of written in like thin embroidered cursive mm -hmm. so if you're like halfway across the room this lady just looks like she has a big old l on her hat and nothing else which uh -huh. honestly pretty accurate Dude, you know what I think though? Because what's funny, it's funny that you brought this up because I was just at um, the Maryland equivalent of the DMV like a week ago. And um, it's, I, I, you, you see real people there. Everyone has to go there. It's, you know, it, it's, a, it's the most mixed crowd you'll see, right? And 
I think when I was in line, I was, I mean, it was like the most stereotypical DMV experience where you're waiting along this line and then you get to the end of the line. They're like, oh, do you have this form? And I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, you go to that line. You know, it was just very, yeah, what you think of the DMV uh, experience. So, but like, I'm looking around at these people, like these people aren't paying attention to trends. They're not on Twitter. They're not on Instagram. They're not reading, you know, CN. Like, they're just living life and existing and getting by. You know, and, and, and like they don't they're not concerning themselves with this shit. And that lady was probably what was going through her head was like, oh, wow, live, laugh, love. Like, I agree with that. And then just bought it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's really there's not any there's not much going on there. And then I'm assuming that her peers are probably like minded people. So they're not going to be calling her out on that shit. But to you and I, we're just like, what are you doing? It's, it's stupid. But yeah, well, I um, <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Like some of the people that come in, came in there, I mean, it's a long wait. It's the DMV, right? So you 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 kind of expect to be waiting. Some people brought books. Some people were just into their phones. Um, uh, but I saw some people who would sit down, like realize it's going to be like a three hour wait, and they would just kind of just fall asleep with their eyes open, like just like slouch and just. Mm -hmm. like you turn off for a few hours (laughs) i was like i'm i don't know if what's uh you know i'm kind of jealous because i sometimes feel like i can't escape from my phone sometimes even when i am tired i'll be like but just let me let me look a little bit more real quick but on the other hand to just be like all right i'm no longer there's no longer stimulus around me or stimuli in my (laughs) environment just just like (laughs) powering down in the middle of the dmv you're like whatever i don't care like i'll start drooling here it's cool it was uh yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know which one's better. I think I would definitely bring a book to the DMV. I like to use that free time for something at least. There's just an astounding amount of people that just have nothing together. Like just just <laughs> nothing. Well, that's a that's a popular revelation in uh adulthood, right? Is to be like, you know, I'm an adult now. Um and I realize that adults don't exist. Like we used to think we were kids that the adults all had it figured out, you yeah, know, totally. if you don't know, ask an adult that they, they know what's up. And now that I, we're adults, you're like, oh, OK, they didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like the, the amount of just just like folded, f- multiple folded paperwork being presented <laughs> to the DMV like it's like it's your fucking homework in elementary school and like and, and just like sweatpants and just. I, general disarray of like the clientele i'm like oh my god man like just i don't know i i go back and forth between thinking that i have my life i'm pretty well together and then i go to dc on saturday yesterday and i see this uh like this building called the is like the grand something of something it basically it looked like i think it was actually like a yeah yeah so super but anyway it has a grand has grand in the in the title of the building um but uh i mean i think it was actually like a freemasons associated kind of building or something like that and it was like this this like almost like closed off like i don't know very like illuminati looking building that had like a gate that was like gated and then in the entrance there was um kind of like this half circle curved parking lot thing that went up to the entrance like you know you would like where you would like valet a car or something and in that area was the new lamborghini suv 
which just came out. Uh, it was the first time they ever did SUV. Um, then it was a McLaren in the middle that I couldn't make out. And then the, the Rolls-Royce SUV, um, which is also brand new because all the luxury car brands are like making SUVs now. And, and like, that's the kind of car you get if you're like, oh, the new Lamborghini came out. Let me get that. You know what I mean? That's not like you're a car guy and you're like, oh, dude, I'm so excited about this, this Lamborghini, you know, Aventador SV or whatever. It's, it's not like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, I have the money. So let me just buy the new iPhone. You know, it, like it's it, it was it's like that kind of shit. And then can't the, relate. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like I was looking and it was just a crowd of people just dressed very well. By the way, it's like 5 p.m. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, and. You ever like look at somebody and they just look rich? Like you could take off all their clothes and you're just like, oh, <laughs> that person just like looks affluent. Do you know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. I see. Uh, I see enough like rich people on Instagram. I guess they have a certain build. Yeah. I don't it, know. It, it's, it's weird, but it feels it feels right. And uh, yeah, and there's just a bunch of those people, and I'm like, how the fuck does that even happen? Like, how do you get to that point? And it was a weird thing because it didn't even feel like a group of people that were that were um, like people that like made it and they, and they and then they were like celebrating and, and enjoying their lives. It felt like a like a like a group of like powerful juggernaut, like evil cabal genius type characters. Like, that's really what evil? it felt like. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like this weird exclusive, like <laughs> no windowed private gated thing in the middle of DC and everyone's just dressed super well. And it was just like dripping money. It was just so, it felt like gross and weird. It was very strange. It's how the other half lives. And by the other half, I mean, not the other half. Cause you yeah. imagine if half the population was that rich, <laughs> that would make any sense. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's a weird balancing act to like, it's a weird balancing act to, to, to feel okay with where you're at. Don't you think? Sure. Oh yeah. It's good to be optimistic, you know, feel good about where you're at, but also be striving to, yeah. you know, always reach new heights. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, cause we're fine, man. We're fine. You know, yeah. you, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you've read, there was some, I think it was like New York Times or something, but it was some popular article that came out that said that if you make 30 grand a year, that you're in the top 1% in the world. Dang. Yeah. Which is pretty nuts. And then also the studies have been cited like crazy that if you make about 70 grand, then your happiness level sort of plateaus because you can take care of all your basic needs. Okay. Have you heard that? I have heard something to that extent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't poured over the numbers myself. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that there's a certain level of happiness you might be able to attain beyond that. Uh, like, what if you got so rich you could quit your job? I think you'd be a little bit happier than the guy who's raking in 70K yeah, a year. I do, I do feel like that's kind of a bit. Like maybe I maybe plateaus know. for a while, but then it eventually, eventually it'll keep going up because, uh, yeah. you know, if you're, I, I don't know, if you're into expensive hobbies or you just don't want to work forever, it would mm. make me really happy if I could just retire. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. This, so there's a 23-year-old, he's like, dang, dude, if only I could retire. <laughs> there's a lot of people, though. It's, the thing is, like, I think, um, like, young or just men specifically need, like, purpose there's i mean there's there's studies a lot of studies suggest like that you'll have when when left alone men do a lot worse than women do 
um, whenever you're left without tasks. And which um, leads to like a lot of like if you have, um, uh, for example, like uh, women who are unemployed and unable to find work, they typically handle it way better than men um typically like that'll drive a lot of men into like depression and like uh kind of like uh bad habits and suicide and and without having like a task and like believing that your life is kind of going in a trajectory and you're like accomplishing things and and whatnot um and uh like if you don't have that thing then i think retiring and just getting the money and just being able to survive without any job or whatever would be um, really bad for you. You know, I, I don't think that would be good for most people. But you, like, are able to, I mean, you don't have enough time to fill the things that exactly. you want to do. And Dude, so it would I just ever, open it up for you to do, to do these things. If I ever retire... R.I.P. My Twitter feed, dude. Yeah. Get ready for podcasts nonstop. Just yeah. no, like no one could ever possibly listen to podcasts. Like enough, they they just get buried. But, but um, yeah, I, I I've heard some stuff that you're talking about, like where people need purpose. I'm not anti-job. I think there's a lot of good things that come out of jobs. Community, uh, you know, a purpose for sure. Um, opportunity to contribute to society. If we were all retired, everything would come to a screeching halt. I wouldn't be able to get mm -hmm. my tater tots at my local, uh, you know, mm. Sonic if somebody wasn't there to roller skate them out to me. You know, so yeah. it's all uh, it's all relative, but. Uh, you know, I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to get at here is the 70 K is great. And I think you'd be pretty happy with that, but I think I'd be a little bit happier with 70 mil. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hey, why not yeah. make it 70 bill? Okay. Yeah. While we're at it. Yeah. People say people, <laughs> people like to quote that a lot, but it's also like, okay, I'd be much happier if I had a beach house somewhere for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, you know, whatever. I think a big part of it, in my opinion, is just access to the people that you love and you care about. Like you could, I could, uh, if I had all of my best friends in one area, I would definitely get paid a lot. I could, I could, um, come to terms with being paid a lot less because we've, I, we've, we've had that conversation about how we just want to build a uh, a facility, I guess. <laughs> for, for <laughs> a facility like, for friends. Yeah, for like me, you, and whoever. Sure, we just yeah. have a bunch of. We have like a recording studio and like a a, a movie set and i don't and know no, I, I mean, talk, i'm just talking about everything dude like have access to your family have access to like your, your favorite people you can go to the beach and the mountains and <laughs> yeah i don't know uh just how how many wishes you'd need to get to accomplish all of this but um i guess what i'm saying is it's it's not as simple as like how much money are you getting paid that's how happy you are there's like a whole lot of factors in there mm -hmm. so um but hey guess what we're getting way too serious yeah. and uh <laughs> i, I, I want to so. keep it light-hearted here I think it's fine. Uh, so what you sent me recently uh something you wrote about a picture you took yeah uh, and i thought it was pretty enlightening i liked it a lot um and so you've been getting into some photography so why don't you tell us a little bit about that Okay. Um, yeah. So I just sort of had a, I think I feel like a bit of a hack because it's sort of, I guess, at the grassroots of what I'm trying to do. Um, but essentially my idea that I'm going to follow through with now is that I'm trying to, my, well, my goal, I have a couple goals. One goal is to post a photo on Instagram every single day and I have no debt, like no end point in which i'm going to stop doing that i'm just going to start doing it and this 
kind of spawned from a conversation I had with my friend Keel. He is the, uh, he's, I would consider him a photographer. He doesn't do photography full time, but I mean, he's really good. And um, he's married to uh, also a good friend of mine uh, named Lauren, and she does uh, uh, fashion blogging and modeling full time. She's like basically an Instagram influencer full time. She has like 180,000 followers on Instagram, something like that. And um, I've been friends with them for, you know, maybe like four years. And uh, I would always talk to Lauren about, you know, how she got started in the business and whatnot. But um, actually, that's not true. I, I was I would talk to her about business. But then I was um, maybe like in the past year or so, I've been really getting into photography and I was just kind of like brainstorming of what I could do and how I can make it interesting and how I can maybe make it into something that would make me money. And so um, about two weeks ago, I, I talked to Keel. And I asked him a question I hadn't asked him before, which I was surprised I hadn't asked him, which was, how did you start with Lauren's account in the beginning? Because that's sort of the question for most people that are creating content is like, okay, how did you start? How did you get from zero to like the first like 10,000 or something like that, you know, where you actually had a platform? And um, the answer was really simple, but he was he was just like, okay, post every single day at least once a day forever and don't stop. And that was, that's his key. That was like the, the best advice. And secondly, know what your thing is. If you're a photographer and you take pictures of fucking rhinos, post a picture of rhinos every single day and don't post anything but rhinos. It's, it's, because you're because to, to your Instagram following or whatever, I think podcasting may be a bit different because they're following you for your personality. But let's just use Instagram as an example. Then. Like they're not even viewing you as a human, they're just viewing you as a person that provides them a certain feeling or a certain image or whatever, you, you know, they're, they're just like, OK, I follow this account that posts this kind of stuff. And that's. And that's your job as a content creator is you're creating something that people want. They want that content and you're giving it to them. So it's just a matter of just reps and, and, and putting that content out there. So to relate that to what I'm talking about, uh, about what I'm trying to do is I've kind of, I've come up with something that I feel like is uh, a good niche and is sort of unique where I want to post uh, photos every day that I've taken on my film point and shoot camera, which give off a very different vibe than what you normally see on Instagram. Like what you see on Instagram, a lot of the time from influencer accounts is like a lot of really grandiose, very luxurious, calculated, well-edited photos from nice cameras. I think you, you see, I think you see a lot of that. And one thing that you get from a point and shoot film camera is kind of like the raw nature of what's going on. Because I wrote this in the in one of the in the blog that I wrote that uh, you read, where the nature of a, a point and shoot camera just makes it a lot more interesting. In that you can just pull it out. There's no settings to mess with. You just like flip the flash up and then just boom. And so if you're out at a bar, you're you know you're out on the town, like you're just doing something it's really easy to just capture those moments as they happen and then or people's reactions uh in the moment like a lot of the time whenever i'm taking these photos i'll be like maybe walking behind my friend or something and i'd be like hey look and they'll look at me and be like boom and i just capture it and um 
what the the end result of that is that you get a lot of photos that feel really real and you can look at that and you 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 almost understand what's happening in the moment um as opposed to a very calculated image uh, photo that's taken so um i've seen very few people do this and but whenever i do see it it's really satisfying to me and i, I really uh, i really like those pictures so my idea is to be posting stuff like this consistently all the time and basically be that person that's posting that kind of content um and then potentially couple those images since they're so uh candid and and in the moment with blogs that are kind of related to what was happening at the time of these photos being taken i uh i bet you're really popular with the people that you go out with i i don't know i i don't really know no one is saying like oh get a picture of me like they're not they're not like all about it but they're not they don't dislike it i, th- I don't know they're, they sort they, of just, they don't try to get the pictures from you after they're like hey let me get that so you can put it on my instagram well it's it's all film so it, it does it's not instant so like I, t- I i take the pictures i might not even fill up the role that day and then let's say and, and then i go get it developed and then it takes like a week because um uh, like walgreens and cvs and stuff they don't they don't develop film anymore. They send it off somewhere. They send it to Kodak to develop it offsite somewhere. And then Kodak mails it back. So it. it takes a week for that to happen. So it's so, it's so, I don't know, not immediate that it's not really, it's not really like that. Okay. Well, cause I just know people love getting their photo taken when they're going out. Can't, doesn't count if you don't, if you uh, didn't take photos, right? It wouldn't count as going out if you can't flex on someone. That's true. But I think... One thing that I find really interesting about the film camera is that I think people respond to it very well because it's just like, okay, it's like whenever someone pulls out a, a Polaroid camera, people respond to those very well because they know as opposed to like, okay, you're pulling out your iPhone and you, and you have the flash on and you're like at a party or a bar or something. Everyone is, it kind of grossed out because they're like, okay, oh, this is going on the Snapchat story. This is going on Instagram. Like this is going straight to social media as it's happening, and people were just sort of like adverse to that, I think. But with the film camera, and I think it's it's people don't aren't around film cameras very much, but like I'll use the Polaroid as a comparison. Like people love that because it's 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 like vintage, it's it's fun, it's different, it's um, analog, and it's not going straight to the to Instagram. It's not going straight to social media. It's like more of like an event. You're like, oh, let's line up for the picture, you know? It's um, and I, uh, I think people really enjoy it, and it's so much fun, especially because I've brought this thing out to a bar, and people are like, oh shit, it's a film camera. Like they want to get their photo taken, which is kind of something that we've moved away from with iPhones and whatnot. Well, I was wondering also, does like security ever stop you? They're like, whoa, 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 sir, you can't bring that big metal object in here. No, because they can see that it's a camera. So that no one's ever uh, given you any sort of flack coming in the door? No, I just get nervous about that kind of stuff when I bring anything besides like the bare essentials because then I'm like, oh, I'm sure if security's too tight, I don't want to be stuck making the choice between disposing of my camera and going inside of the bar. That's never been a problem? No, I don't think think anybody cares. It's just a camera. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they can see it. They can see it as a camera. I I wear it on a strap across my chest. Like, they, it's not... Yeah, they don't care. And Thank it's a lot you. of fun. Um, 
yeah, so I'm actually going to go pick up some uh, some rolls today. But it's well, okay, so what, why why get point and shoot and not digital? Don't you want to have at least the option to to edit these things and put them on the computer? So I so I do. So whenever you get them developed, they give you the the photos, but they also give you a CD. So oh. they give you a CD with all the photos on it, and then so which allows me to edit my film photos. Nice. Um, which is pretty cool, and uh, then I'll I'll be able to put it up that way. Or have you, you ever can scan heard, them. Have you ever heard of Nerd City on YouTube? No, what's that? It's this guy who uh, he just makes really well edited YouTube videos about different things, and he has a series called series called Tryhards, where he kind of like tries to learn how other people got successful on the internet and like do similar things. Like he has a series he's doing right now about merch, where he's learning how to make the best merch, and he's using other people's merch as kind of inspiration. You know what I'm talking about? Like where they sell t-shirts that have their brand yeah. on it and stuff, and he like breaks it down in these really comprehensive videos that are really entertaining and well edited. He did his first Tryhard series uh, on how to become Instagram famous for having a big butt. <laughs> And his girlfriend, she, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a butt expert here, but she doesn't have like a colossal butt and that she doesn't have like an Instagram butt. Okay. But, but (laughs) this guy is really good at editing and he shows you how to Photoshop a photo so that you can make their butt look bigger without like bending bars in the background and stuff. Yeah. So him and his girlfriend go on this like week long trip through Europe, go to all these really photogenic places and take pictures of her in all these different places with like her butt out. And they like, they break it down into all the, like the po like the poses that get the most reaction and they name them funny things and stuff and all that stuff. Um, but basically they prove that if you have a big butt that that sells like cocaine on instagram and she actually is like instagram famous now for this account they created just to experiment to see if photoshopping her butt will will make it good content you know this, fuck man so this this really oh man this, this is a topic that i've been talking about a lot recently and you've hit on something kind of uh i can't think of the word but it's something that i'd like to talk about um so i have i have several friends not several. It's, I'd, I'd say a couple. That, I'm so popular. Yeah, I'm so popular. <laughs> I have so many friends, and um, <laughs> they they want to do the Instagram model thing. And it's one thing that I've learned is that it's absolutely a job because I was around my friend Keel and Lauren because they they've moved. They live in Dallas now, but I, they lived here for a couple of years. And I would see their process. So Lauren, the the model, she is a, is a is a mom, and Keel he worked full time and he would go to school in the, in the afternoons too, and they would find time like four or five times a week to drive down to Georgetown, which was like a forty five hour hour drive. Forty five hours. Forty five minutes to an hour drive, <laughs> and. They'd go down there and they'd shoot photos for hours, you know, several times a week. And then they'd come back and edit and then she'd write blog posts and, and, uh, and, and then post all this stuff. And then not to mention, you have to, you have to have the clothes too, because you can't be going out there with the same outfits. So you go, you order clothes, you wear them, you return them just to have different clothes. And I mean, it was a full time straight up job. And not only is it a job, like she was 
fabricating a life. I mean, she didn't live in Georgetown, but the thing is, the impression was that she was like a DC woman, but she didn't really live in DC. She lived like 45 minutes outside of DC. And she created a, a life and fabricated this thing. And then eventually it sort of became real because now she just documents her real life because she just lives off of it. Um, it, was it, a tr- it, it was actually a fake it till you make it sort of moment. And I get really frustrated with, with a couple of people that I know and just people that I see in general who were just the hot girls in high school and think that I'm going to post a picture of me on vacation once a month or maybe once a week. And I'll have, you know, my boyfriend take the photo with my iPhone and then I'll edit it kind of in some sort of way and then put a bunch of hashtags at the bottom and then think that they're going to get somewhere with it or they're going to make money. And really, you're just being a hooker on Instagram for no reason. You know, Chris Delia has a good bit on that yeah. recently. Yeah. Oh, his, so like, good. So the I don't even, hashtag the unfollowing. Yeah. I'm not even, gonna, I can't even attempt to do it justice, but yeah, he, he, he explains it brilliantly that we're, yeah, I mean, just the, I mean, essentially the synopsis is like, okay, you're posting pictures of your ass for money and that's all you're providing. You're hooking. <laughs> yeah it's really i mean it's fucking true it's it's very true but it works people go on instagram for that stuff it's people so love it. normalized though it's so normalized yeah because i mean the th- um like what uh, what is it other than pornography like playboy is playboy features women in their their underwear and bikinis and whatnot and they made a magazine off of it and they sold it they've been selling it for years and years it that's pornography Dude, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you? These women are not, they are not being, they're not uh, acting in a porn. They are showing off their huge personality, okay? When they, when they take up, they got a, when they're on the beach, you know, and taking a bikini picture, eating a pizza, and showing <laughs> off their massive personality. So, I, I'm, I'm offended. I'm, you. <laughs> I dude, the thing is, it's hard to like talk about that kind of stuff and not come across as just bitter because they found the thing that works. There's plenty of stuff that works on there, I'm but not, I, I don't know. There's some, some people genuinely enjoy that. The guys that genuinely enjoy that are the guys writing the comments uh, that I assume the people who run these accounts either don't read or prefer not to read because they're creepy. Yeah. But yeah. those guys are the ones who are smashing that MF like button and keeping these accounts going. I guess I guess I don't know why it makes me angry. I don't know if it even makes me angry. I, I just get frustrated. I don't it's hard to pinpoint why. I think I would be okay with it if they're self-aware. Well, it also sounds like it's not very hard work. That's the thing that always gets me about modeling. And it's probably because mm-hmm. I don't understand the actual extent that of effort they have to go through to, to be models. But to me, I'm like, oh, all you have to do is get in front of a camera and then you become rich and famous. That's not fa- like I can't I can't the, be a model because this thing is easy. Like there's OK, if you're being a fashion blogger or a travel blogger, that's hard. But I think there's. I mean, if it's just pictures of your ass at the beach, not very hard. <laughs> but I, I don't know. See, I don't know. I, I mean, I've gotten some insight. I think a little bit more than a lot of people. Just yeah, I mean, I've, it sounds like knowing these people has been pretty enlightening. Yeah, and just because I've gotten to see, I mean, I've gotten to see like like uh, uh, like some of the contracts and stuff that that Lauren has had to sign, you know, for for promoting brands and whatnot. Like I've seen the inner workings of it and whatnot. 
And I mean, she's a legitimate fashion influencer. I mean, like almost every single one of her posts are ads for clothing companies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like Summer Rae, for example, who's like the most famous woman on Instagram for her ass. I don't have a problem with her because she... Do you follow her? No, but I, I mean, I've seen her account a couple of times. And yeah, I didn't hear about her until I watched that Nerd City tryhards about big butts on Instagram. And they were like, I think one of the poses that they did was called the Summer Ray because it's like her pose. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's like the notorious person who's just famous for her ass on Instagram. But um, the thing that makes me not dislike her is because one, she's a legitimate bodybuilder. Her mom is like the famous bodybuilder or something like that. And she does like competitions and stuff like that. She's very. Uh, I guess, knowledgeable of fitness, right? So that's, that's good. And two, she straight up acknowledges it in her captions. Like, like, oh, here's an ass photo for no reason. Boom. Like, so, you know, just, I mean, mm-hmm. she's self-aware. And um, I think that makes me feel more okay with it. She's just like, yep, I know. That's what I'm doing. I know that it's, it doesn't really have much value, but here it is. You know, it just, it, or substance. Well, I guess it's like, yeah, who's deciding what value is? I guess substance it, would be the better word. Yeah, maybe substance. I don't know. Because the people of Instagram, I think, would tell you, yes, this actually is very valuable. Yeah, and, I mean, based yeah. on the likes, it is very valuable. Big booty Judy, dude. It's, uh, it's, it just depends on the times, too. Because that's something they all, I mean, I really encourage anyone who's listening to check out Nerd City and their Try Hard series because they talked about how, depending on like what time period it is, different body parts are more like attractive like in the early 2000s if you didn't have if you couldn't show off your sexy belly you were not going to be a popular female pop that's, artist yeah that's so strange because they had the low-cut jeans yeah and, and then the, crop tops crop tops and they uh it wasn't about the butt it was about shakira and britney spears like showing off their midriff and that was what it took to be a hot girl you know and they were Wow. Like they they show this really cringy clip where they're like Britney Spears like belly button piercing reveal. It's like, <laughs> it looks so stupid now, but that was what was hot then. So maybe there'll be a time where um you know the uh the butt economy will crash and suddenly <laughs> there'll be a whole new group of women who suddenly see their bodily disproportions like overvalued and they'll be the ones who are running things on instagram but let's let's be real it'll never be boob over butt though ever it'll never beat think. boobs or butt i don't think it'll 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 never be bo- boobs over butt though i don't believe that'll ever happen Oh, okay. Well, that's it. I'll scribble that one down, and we'll see if you're. Uh, we'll see if that holds up for the future. I don't Do know. It. I just think. I think part of it. Do you know anybody who's a boob guy? Um, to tell you the truth, haven't had that conversation in a while. About like, hey, dude, which one's better, <laughs> boobs or butt? Be honest, dude. Fair, Be fair, honest. Fair, fair point. <laughs> because I, there was, a, I, I met a guy. I knew a guy one time. Can you imagine knowing though? Can you imagine knowing? Like you're you're at like an event, and as people walk in the door, it's like, all right, Trevor, Mike, Wallace, <laughs> boob, boob, butt. Okay, let's like. <laughs> Wallace, big boob guy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I met I met a guy. I met a guy one time who told me he was a he was a boob guy and that guy loved wwe (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think those people are pretty synonymous with each other guys like big boobs and guys like wwe (laughs) yeah definitely definitely (laughs) pretty much yeah um run along the same grain for sure i just i don't know i think that's it's like a fun like horny conversation to have which one you prefer but that's like 
you know, if you're a big Marvel fan and picking your favorite superhero, like you like them all, but it's like one that you can place above the rest. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody who's like, you know, boobs are great, but oh, I cannot stand butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm only into mermaids, dude. If she's yeah. got a butt, it's a no for me. <laughs> big mermaid. Yeah, yeah I'm a, only mermaids. <laughs> also, like, tr- like uh, magicians assistants that were in a tragic accident where they cut the box in half. I'm really into those girls. <laughs> Because their butts are gone, right? That's all I'm into. <laughs> so fucking specific. Yeah. Um, dude, did you see the Michael Jackson um, uh, documentary? No, I didn't. I haven't seen it either because I heard it's really long. But when it came out, it was all over everything. Everyone was talking mm-hmm. about it. And um, they, it kind of gets us onto the question. It's like, should we still be listening to Michael Jackson? Like his music? Yes. And well, (laughs) and, and that I think you sound like you definitely know your answer to it. I I still, I'm still considering it. And I think other people are as well, but people who, uh, like it's hard to look back on his career the same way now though, to, after you know, all the things that he's done, you know, it's kind of scary to see some of the people that he groomed so that he could like get away with this kind of stuff, you know, like parents Mm -hmm. are basically willingly handing their kids over to Michael Jackson to like, so he could do whatever he wanted to do with them. And that was like, and that's terrifying. But before we started recording, we were talking about how there's certain things that used to be palatable in the popular lexicon that are no longer palatable. Things that you used to be able to say that you're not allowed to say anymore. And people are paying the consequences for that now, uh, retroactively. I'm thinking that we should implement the reverse of that as well. If you can find out something that used to be fine to say that's bad now and be punished for it, you should be able to receive praise when you said something that wasn't palatable then that has since become palatable. Okay, this is kind of complex, but I'll give you a good example. Our friend Cody, um, Cody, if you're listening, shout outs, my guy. Um, Our friend Cody, if you'll remember, used to roast the motherfucking life out of Michael Jackson all the time. He would make fun of him and call him a pedophile and say that he was like chasing after little boys and like do the Michael Jackson voice and make him say ridiculous things. But it turns out all of that stuff was warranted. He was being... In the, in the moment, you're like, all right, Jesus, Cody, chill out, dude, with making fun of Michael Jackson being a pedophile. You know, it's like, good one. You know, even in, in middle school, you're like, Jesus, you know. But now you're like, dang, not, Cody was spot on. Like, he should <laughs> retroactively be praised. It's like, thank you for being such a dick to Michael Jackson back in the 2000s because you were absolutely right. Yeah, that's like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a like a good parallel there, like someone doing something like who humanitarian or like recycling before everyone else was, or yeah, like, you, you know, like some something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or just being, yeah, or like seeing the problems and then just acknowledging it themselves before it even caught on and it was like the world actually recognized right it. before it was mainstream like cody was doing a public service by <laughs> disparaging the name of michael jackson but that's one thing i've, one thing I've been confused about is like okay yeah he was doing you making he was making these jokes in fucking middle school I'm, I'm confused i'm like did you guys not know this was happening i thought this was totally i thought this was already brought to light i like, thought what is so what is so significant about this right now i thought everybody already knew this i don't know i think it was just uh the times you know like it, all this stuff was kind of 
I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with it, but I do remember a lot of these jokes being made about Michael Jackson r- right up until he died. And then when he died, mm. everyone was like, oh, we lost this, we tragically lost this artist before his time. So let's just celebrate him. Yeah. Because nobody's, I mean, I don't know if anybody rivals his career. Michael Jackson's like one of the biggest stars ever. Yeah. There's people, I mean, I don't think there's a certain point. We've reached a point where, where media is, is so accessible and you can, you know, you can have a million different small niches that you can, you know, dive into. But back in his era, though, it was just like he was the guy. There was only a couple of guys. Just like in movies, there was De Niro and George Clooney and, you know, uh, Denzel Washington. There's just like a handful of people that really held those positions. And those were the those were the guys. And now you're really never going to have anything like that anymore. Yeah. Where you have you have the the people. Now there's just I mean it gets so granular and you can have a YouTube video that has 1 million views and that is you know epic. Those are great numbers. Um that's like a really good solid audience for you. Um as opposed to like, you know, back in the 70s or whatever whenever you had a news station and then you had 100 million people watching it every day because that was the only outlet. Right. Um so um yeah, I don't know if anybody will ever get up to that level again. That's it's it's really crazy. But still, I'm I'm like I'm sitting here like, why are you guys so upset right now? I thought we knew this already. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like more definitive now where it's like less. uh, I mean, I guess nothing's gone down in court, but actually things did go down in court. And what happened was the people that are in this documentary were kids while they're, while things are going down in court. Now they're adults and they're like, hey, when I was a kid, I lied in court because I didn't want my magical best friend, Michael Jackson, to go to jail. He told me to lie, so I did because I'm, I'm a little kid and we mm. were in love, you know? And uh, mm. it's, a, it's a really weird topic, right? Because they they were kids and then they feel guilty about it, you know? And they like, you know, all these all these mixed feelings. You're, I mean, when you're at that age, what are you supposed to think? You know, especially yeah. when you're talking to like the greatest human on earth, Michael Jackson, like this, this oh, absolute yeah. god of of pop. It's like, how do you make mm. that? How do you make that choice as a kid to be like, you know what? He's do what he's doing is wrong. You don't know. And if your yeah. parents are sacrificing you so that you they can you know stay at Michael Jackson's dream resort for a little while, it's like, dude. Ah, uh, that's fucked up. Like, families got destroyed by this. Like, moms, like, uh, in one situation, it was, like, a mom and her kid, like, left her husband in Australia to go be with Michael Jackson. And he, like, like I don't know, he, like, got became an alcoholic and died or something uh, because of that, so... What because because she would she just couldn't pass on that opportunity to go yeah exactly hang out with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson's like leave your family to be with me and she was like uh, okay and then this guy was like what is going on <laughs> are you fuck? freaking kidding me <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> all right so I guess okay. I don't know dude honestly at that point I don't know if I would uh, actually give up on life I would be so flabbergasted are you serious Michael Jackson just came and stole my family <laughs> are you kidding like. Is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> so I guess the okay. So I guess the extent of which uh, he was, you know, doing crazy shit was not revealed until there's these personal accounts of these kids. I I don't know. Again, I'm talking kind of. Um, yeah. I, I haven't seen it all. But yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how how 
critical we can be of something that we both haven't seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean i heard multiple podcasts and like saw stuff on twitter where it was like talking about it but you're right oh my, we're kind of doing this secondhand reporting there's a great 10 minute podcast episode where they have a topical oscar review uh review podcast um and where all three of them hadn't seen it and they're like, yeah, I, was like, I hadn't seen that, but I saw a clip of, of that. This happened. And so they all do. <laughs> That's do hilarious. It it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, that's that's like that's so brilliant because it's it's well, I mean, he's literally making fun of what we're doing right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean that just having it in the news is what brought that back up to me was the re- giving retroactive praise to people who were talking down to michael jackson before those mm-hmm. are the true heroes okay <laughs> mm-hmm. those people were braver than the u.s troops because they were <laughs> they were talking <laughs> they were disparaging michael jackson before it was cool so we salute those people Ah, okay. I, I think we're getting to the point where I think we're going to wind this down. So um, thanks for joining me, obviously, Evan. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I mean, I guess I can plug my Instagram. It's plug not like it, it's, dude. Uh, plug your right, Instagram. Plug yeah, so uh, it's at, at Evan underscore white one on Instagram. Yeah, we'll have That's it all. in the, the description. Is that where you're going <laughs> to be you. posting every day? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make an account where it's like Evan White Photography. No, that shit, that's corny. I just want to make my own thing. Nice. Cool. I want to make it me. Well, cool. I'll be, uh, I'm already subscribed. I'll be checking it out. I'll be smashing that MF like button to my Instagram. (laughs) Also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll be in the description. So if you want to find it there, uh, other than that, I think that's going to wrap this one up. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to Apple chat off script. Um, we're doing an episode. We, I think it's already out by now. Uh, we just did an episode on eighth grade. If you're interested in, if you've seen eighth grade or want to hear us talk about it, this is an episode on that. And obviously check out our YouTube channel because we keep on making new videos. So uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. So for Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, at Affable Chat, or our email, affablechat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.